saying. This is really good. I, I didn't realize <laughs> after a weekend of axe throwing that I needed to do this. Yeah, we should yeah. definitely start every podcast just stretching and talking about this. <laughs> Hello, y'all. Welcome, friends, family, everyone in between. Uh, welcome back to the Phil Good Podcast. Welcome. I am your Phil. Yeah, I am your Phil co-host Byron Filler. With me, as always, is the good co-host Mike Osgood, and we're still asking fun, interesting people and asking them what makes them feel good and what's the good that they put out in the world. But Byron, before we start talking about our person of the day, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I've just been like watching a bunch of shows and like playing like playing some games and um actually nice. just finished uh elden curb elden curb as you've so Dude. lovingly referred to it as uh it's, no it's kirby, El- kirby was fun nice it's so much of just a dark souls game for kids ish and also for adults to enjoy but like you know yeah so i mean i needed something that i could turn my brain off for i just so like i went from sifu to kirby and i got my ass kicked in sifu and i just i needed to by the way sifu was a lot was a lot of fun this is not a complaint about it was too hard it was like you got back up and you're like i want more exactly no this uh if you want a fun time, you just want something simple and you want to zone out to something, you're going to have a good, like, 20, 30 hours of just being a pink puffball that t- turns into a... Okay, here's what I don't understand about Kirby. What do you not I'm, understand I'm about Kirby? Short Please tell rant. me. Technically, his stomach is a black hole. Why can he suck up, like, organic life, but he cannot suck up a car? Because it's bad for him. It's like but, it's metals and plastics. Why would you want to suck that up? I know, but he's like eight inches in elastic. That's not that's not changing. And look, it's neither here nor there. I I mean, we can debate this all we need to. Like he's trying to maintain a more healthy carbon based like diet, and when you're sucking up like stairs and tires lifestyle, and whatever else, come it, on, yeah, yeah, it's a whole lifestyle choice. We should not shame him for it. Okay. <laughs> There's no shame. It's just about, like, I'm just trying to understand where Kirby's coming from. I just want to support Kirby and Kirby's endeavors. His entire planet is gone, and that can be really stressful on eight inches of puff. We should totally get him on the podcast and ask him all of these questions. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be yes. great. Until then, Mike, it w- how, how are you doing? How, I'm doing good great. What's good with me is this whole new setup that I have here as I almost knock over I everything in my apartment. But no, I am not an apartment. I live in a <laughs> house. Everything new that I have here in my office. I am in the progress of trying to make my office mine and finding the little things here and there to uh, spiff and spoof it up. But I also just had... A birthday in which I got a variety of gifts <laughs> up and around here. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, but with that is new equipment to make ourselves look even better. To make myself 
sound mm-hmm. better. And also just to be here, spruce it up. If I'm going to be here, I want it to be a nice inviting space for myself. So I this is new for me, and I love it, and it feels great because I haven't had a space like this in quite some time, and it's feeling great. Well, you're, you're Little touches great. of love. Thank, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Little touches <laughs> of love put in here by my lovely fiance. Uh, I have a little bourbon station that is right here, nice and neat. I have a little uh, neon flamingo, which I love, super cool. And then it's gonna just get continue to get spruced up as time goes on. In the intro, there we were talking a little bit about like the axe throwing that we that we did. Did you? Because that was your big like your big birthday event. Did you enjoy that? Did oh you get out of axe throwing? my god, I love that so much. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that way more <laughs> than I thought I was going to, and I was already expecting to love it a ton. But you go in, mm-hmm. you're flinging axes. I'm way better at axe throwing than I am at throwing darts. So that's already <laughs> nice of like, oh, I can get routine freaking bullseyes all day, every day. Maybe it's just the size of the axe versus the size of the dart. I don't know. But I feel way better about it. And I had so much fun doing it with you, doing it with Marissa, Alexia. We all went out. We had a good time. And that was my birthday. Do we need to talk about Bruno? Bruno, uh, I mean, we can't talk about Bruno. Bruno. So uh, a fun little gift that Byron got me for my birthday, because I'm a 32-year-old man, uh, is that he got me an inflatable brontosaurus. One of those little like balloon animals that you can walk that kind of... Has it enough. So cute. It has enough helium in it to just glide over the ground, and it was super adorable. And I loved it for a good like fifteen minutes. But there were these kids that were at a table behind us at the spot that we were at that just were obsessed with it, and they kept looking at it and kept looking at it. And I was like, they should probably take Bruno. Because uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about Bruno for a second because. As, as your co-host, I want to make sure that people are hearing the good that you are putting into the world and how much light that gives you, even on your birthday, that it meant more to, you know, I mean, you were, I guess, Bruno's foster dad, and then yeah. Bruno went to his forever home. He did. He went to his forever home, and yeah. then somehow he magically wound back up with me. Uh, if you take a look over this shoulder... There is now a golden <laughs> Bruno the Brontosaurus succulent back here, uh, which will forever live there. And it is now going to be a staple piece and probably my new spirit animal. But enough about me, Byron, and all my fun festivities. The people want to learn about the guest. Who are we speaking to this week? We are chatting with Samantha Sundate White. She's a special education uh, teacher, certified special education teacher, who works specifically with uh, children and adults on the autism spectrum. Uh, she herself is also on the spectrum, and she is autistic. So we got we did a deep dive into not only just her experience, like the education programs that she creates using her artistic skill sets, but also just her special interest is volunteering. So 
I think we should just let Sam speak for herself. We and should. By the way, I will mention this was actually one of the first uh, interviews that we recorded uh but at, like at the beginning of this season and this has been reordered so you're gonna see us having a few different backgrounds this was filmed in december 2021 and yes just it was. take that and just set that aside and listen to what sam has to say exactly we're gonna we're gonna let past us take it away with a This with me real quick okay <laughs> just hands in the air just hands right, up everybody this. hands up and then i want you to just like shake it just shake it out <laughs> shake it go crazy okay okay <laughs> everybody good i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen <laughs> this is mike and i am throwing things already around my apartment and welcome to our interview with a one and the only, the fantastic, the majestical, the magical, the mythical, the Sam Sadate White. Hello! You're making me blush. Hello. You're welcome. How are you this evening? I'm feeling great, especially after the past couple of weeks. I'm feeling wonderful. What's been so magical about the past couple of weeks? Well, not being sick from to to double ear infection sinus infection yay i'm glad Ooh. you're doing better oh yes me too no it was <laughs> it was fun when like we did the uh pre-interview and then we can't and we were trying to get this all set up for the past couple weeks and uh you oh my gosh <laughs> you you were so sweet <laughs> coming in like i'm is this going to be bad for recording? I was like, please take care of yourself. If there's ever a level of priority of things, there's your health, then underneath the desk is recording. Recording so, like... a podcast. Oh, man. I was yeah. such a mess that day, but I was so determined. I was wearing the, the same shirt. I was like, I'm ready <laughs> with like my little rag, my water, and my blanket. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh man. That's that's dedication. <laughs> and I'm just gonna let you know, Sam. We appreciate that. We really we appreciate, appreciate you. So Thank much. you. Well, I was so uh, excited to do it with y'all. We we're we excited are to so, have you. Yes, we are so excited to have you. But before we get into everything that is good about you, we need to talk about the bad. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this it's is back. our moment of bad. It's back. It's bad. It is back. And it is it's real bad. It's badder than ever. <laughs> we are going to try to put 60 seconds on the clock. We're going to go through one of the things. Yeah, I know. One of the things in our day that uh, might have bothered us or uh, something we read in the news and made us want to flip a chair. We are gonna vent about it for a little bit, for a little bit, and then we're gonna we're gonna make it be gone. Be okay, gone. we're gonna. Oh, uh, Mike, do you want to start? Dude, I I would love to. Yeah, I need to talk about my dog. <laughs> I need to talk about my dog. So it's just a trait that she has been stirring up as of late. I love this dog. She is the cutest dog. She is adorable. Her name's Rosie. She's an angel. Except when you're taking her out on a solo walk. You're the only one. She's trying to come with you. And you're like, all right, Rosie, let's go. We have our nice little set alley that we like to walk her down. We call it the new Peepoo Alley. 
we walk her down she does her business when there's two people but when there's one person that dog does not want to go anywhere nowhere she will stand there she'll stare into your soul and be like no and then you have to walk the which direction she wants to go and where does she always want to go she wants to go into the grocery stores she wants to go into the cafes she wants to go into the burrito shop she wants to walk you to the dog store so that she can go and get treats from the owners will she go anywhere else that you want her to go no <laughs> i don't know that so sounds i want her to take her picky to me. I want her to take her pickiness. I had to walk. I had to carry that dog two blocks today because she would not go anywhere that I want her to go. That's standard for so, a dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna tell my little pup Rosie. I'm gonna tell her to take her pickiness and make it be gone. And then she's gonna come back and boop you for love, and you're gonna give it to her. I am. I'm gonna give her all the belly rubs and all the treats, and then it's gonna act like that never happened. <laughs> But Byron, big <laughs> yeah. Byron, what's been bothering you this week? I so for a little bit, I've been trying to uh, deal with some skin issues. I am itchy all the time, itchy all the time, itchy all the time. Uh, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but it's it's basically a bit of just trying to figure out what it is it's like it's not the craziest thing in the world it's just something that i would just rather not be scratching myself and have been feeling awful about this so the stage i'm at is cutting out coffee and unfortunately oh, no. it's working oh. no i know no. <laughs> luckily oh, no. i still have <laughs> Luckily, I still have tea, so there's something, but I have, like, another week before, and then there's a step of, like, you have to reincorporate it to see if th that is actually the case, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, we, we're not gonna be gone coffee. We're not gonna be gone no. itchiness. We're gonna be gone itchiness. Be yeah. gone being itchy. I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll die right, itchy. Here, you wanna know what? You wanna know what? <laughs> I'll take this one for you. I'll anytime you need coffee. Just let me know. No. Just let me know. And I will gladly pour a cup of coffee. I'll video chat you. <laughs> we'll do this. And I will you wanna know what? Smell I mean, it over <laughs> wafted over the screen. Oh <sighs> that was cruel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but itchiness be gone. Itchiness be, be gone. gone. So Sam, what's been bothering you? Oh, what God. what should we release into the ether? So you talk about your dog just burned my insides because of my dog. <laughs> um, so okay, my dog is my twin. Like we're soulmates. Like we are twin souls, best friends. Does your husband know? Yes, that? I understand. That. He actually gets okay. very concerned by the fact that we make the same faces. Apparently. But this the dog is my twin. He he knew yeah. that before he married me. But <laughs> God, he tries so hard to be helpful, but it kills me because I will be with the baby, I'll be cooking, and he wants to be right there behind me. He's a golden retriever. He is not small. 
We oh. are constantly tripping over him everywhere. Why am I just learning that you have a golden retriever? Oh, I love him. His name's Casper Ghost, but we call him Ghost. And oh my God, he he's beautiful he is beautiful so he's beautiful and he's just there to be an aid I, i'm trying to figure out what the bad i trip God, over if... him i fall i i stumble it it's just one circus act after another every day take your over eagerness <laughs> little pup and i'm not, I'm not i can't tell your Thank dog God. i'm gone no, but can't. i'm gonna I'm tell him i'm gonna say ghost take your Take your shadowiness of wanting to be by mama's side and go lay down. Yes, go lay down. <laughs> go lay down. Go lay down. Go lay down. Or come back with opposable thumbs. <laughs> just, just lay down on the couch. Just sit there and look pretty, please. 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 Well, nice. now, now that the bads are, I actually really liked this round of of bads. This is a was, good round. This yeah, good this round. is the most like positive <laughs> round of bads that I think we've ever had uh, <laughs> moving on from all the things that are bad letting all of letting all of it go sam like every good superhero they have an origin story and while yours may not be as dramatic as uh bruce wayne's we'd love for not. you to tell us and the phil goody two shoes about you who are you what are you all about well, um, I have an education degree. I uh, graduated um, with uh, childhood development. And um, because I'm a nerd who loves testing, I took like four different certifications so that I could teach um, basically anything up to um, upper junior high and some high school, actually. But um, nice. uh, my favorite thing was, of course, uh, special education. Nice. And, uh, and what took you there? Well, um, a lot of it had to do with my own personal experience. I am diagnosed with autism. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 25. But um, like many people on the spectrum, uh, I experienced a lot of um, confusion and bullying and things of that nature. I kind of made it my life mission to help other people like me by... Um, making lessons and resources for other people to use. So um, for many years, I've been creating different resources, going to co the community before COVID and teaching at local libraries, churches, uh, just helping um, with these little social skill lessons to kind of help people like me uh, cope and grow. That uh, is beautiful. That's amazing. What, so what are, what are these lessons about and how are you are you teaching lessons for people who are on the spectrum of all ages yes um well i'm very artsy so without meaning to um they tend to use some art just because even if you're not good at art sometimes it's just nice to do something like you're focusing on this it makes it easier to talk about feelings yes so yeah. um a lot of them have a little bit of art thrown in um uh, some of it has to do with social media, like talk about tone and diction, how certain words when posting something, you could rephrase it to make it sound uh, more positive to avoid um, people may have uh, picking on the language or nitpicking on it. Um, talking mm -hmm. about uh, symbolism, how sometimes it's better to dispose of negative symbols in your life, like 
uh, get rid of that ex-boyfriend t-shirt or something that makes you sad. There's no need to keep it after a while. It's, or you don't have to get rid of, rid, rid of it as much as just put it away so that you're not seeing it all the time. Just little tips we, like that. We call that. that a big gone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. So I would look, I, I want to kind of learn from you in regards to what what's the inspiration for creating this for creating this artistic um this artistic curriculum like what was it that drew you to doing this well part of it had to do with um i it actually started when i was still in school in, in front of my professor i was kind of outlining how um, students needed to be um, taught more emotional health, but maybe it could, could be connected to more school subjects so that it would make more sense to them. Like taking all these hard feeling words and just breaking it down to things they knew about, like social media or um, tone or storylines, main character, protagonist, uh, character flaws, uh, just words they would recognize. And um, she told me, keep working on it, Sam. That, that could be your doctorate someday. I will probably never get my doctorate. However, um, I, I did take her advice and kept working at it. Nice. I mean, that's amazing. Um, so I guess, because you're, do you're doing this for uh, all ages. Mm -hmm. And w so what's the challenges that you're facing of, like, of trying to create a curriculum that can be universally understood by someone who's on the spectrum. And I mean, it's not only the differences of age, somebody 15 to maybe 25 or 35, but also they're on the spectrum. You're catering to a much more diverse audience just in that as well. So how, how are you approaching this? Well, for many of those on the spectrum, and myself included, because this could sound weird, but a physical movement is not easy for me. It's definitely something I had to work very hard at. Uh, I was the child who, like, hurt themselves just walking to my room. So it, it was very much a, a learned skill. Uh, I, I bumped into the walls, tripped, slid, the whole enchilada. <laughs> I once broke my pinky toe doing a handstand, so I understand. <laughs> I broke my leg uh playing soccer by myself in my front yard <laughs> I, I feel that that would not have happened to anyone else <laughs> yeah oh, gosh. except for all three of us here <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so each of the lessons i take a uh, alternative uh what's a way you could do the exact same lesson without having to do fine motor skills like instead of, uh, if the lesson has drawing in it, also include magazine cutouts. If that's not good, then just moving with a mouse, different pictures. Like there's just a little sliding scale of um, what they can do. And for the age difference and um, that one, it's mostly set by the discussion. I've done the lessons with five-year-olds and I've also done the lessons with 40 year olds the the discussion is just totally different even though everyone will start off with the exact same topic it's amazing like those mm -hmm. mechanics are always gonna those basic mechanics are gonna be the same but it sounds like it's just a little bit more topical to 
what the age group is and what they understand. Is there an age range that is more difficult to have those conversations with? Mm, I think there's this kind of transition stage of 10-year-olds to preteens. Like, they, they, they are still children, but they're starting to think more like uh, uh, teenagers and adults. So they... They get kind of stuck. The the part of the group will realize um, a very mature p uh, take on it, but then part of the group is like, "What?" That, yeah. That's just a troublesome age to begin with. Like, I just remember myself at that time. I'm like, I don't know if I should be like playing with toys or talking about girls. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, and I can only imagine like with that need of a curated education it has to be it i i'm impressed with just the ability of being able to create more of a curriculum that can adjust to such a wide variable of personalities of experiences and of course age too something that can go from five to 45 I think this also kind of transitions into us kind of learning more about like the good that you put out in the world, which is you didn't necessarily come into this by like happen chance. This is something that you've been wanting or that you've been kind of doing your whole life because it's just been kind of ingrained in you. Correct. Definitely. It almost too ingrained. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Why would you say that? Well, it was definitely a skill throughout my life I could say that it's only recently I finally have gone to a good balance but um I desperately wanted to do good to others that I kind of wasn't doing good to myself and that caused a lot of conflict in my life until I learned to balance that out like you can't be you can't you have to be kind to yourself too but why what was that initial drive for you to want to do good to others um, is it okay if I blame Goku? You can. Yeah. Blame. I think he deserves a lot of blame. Goku. Yeah, blame Goku. I'll blame Goku uh, or Ash Ketchum or anybody, any kind of anime character that did good. <laughs> yeah. I, I was reenacting, you know, trying to fly. Were you just like trying to, sp trying to spirit bomb and just getting all the energy. Oh, yeah. Because I definitely did not do that as a 12-year-old, I swear. I did that as a 5-year-old, so I feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little oh, bit yeah, more no, age totally. appropriate to spirit bomb, I see. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, no, but I uh, so you you kind of learn these lessons through anime. Oh yeah, I uh I wanted to be just like them how they were always helping everyone. Um, can you hear that? Yes, the, we, the baby. Yes, yeah. we can hear that. It's okay. Oops. Your mom, you're allowed to have baby crying if you need like if you need, if you to, need take... to go take care oh, of her. Um, yeah, yeah. Or him. Dad's in charge. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Good job, Dad. <laughs> hello, Hi, Dad. hello, special appearance. <laughs> Wait, does your hubby have a horde tattoo? Yes. <laughs> he's in love with it. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, he says that um, too. Fun. That's uh. Let's circle back. Let's kind of uh, let's back reset. Into this. Let's reset. So we're reset. we're ta we're talking about anime. We're talking about your influence and in doing good in the world, and that seems to have translated 
into not just creating these lesson plans, but also doing volunteer work. Um, can you talk about what you're, what you have been doing and what you're doing right now? Well, in more recent times, since I can't go out as much, um, <laughs> I actually have been just trying to make free resources. Um, so far, I've done little things like toilet training strips for us, for kids to point at each step so they could try practice because uh, for it's actually a huge topic in um, the autistic community going to the restroom is very stressful uh, for a lot of uh, children on the spectrum um, yeah. between the small space the smells the noise the the just sort of a sensory overload, oh yes right? teaching kids how to uh, deep breathe sing to themselves count to themselves just these uh, self-soothing kind of coping techniques is actually a huge um, deal. So that's kind of where uh, I do little resources here and there. Just give advice to parents. Just little things nice. here and there to keep helping people. And, well, it's never a bad thing to, you know, add something to your portfolio. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> It's all, it's always good, but it's it's especially admirable because, you know, you're doing this for free. And when and this is also semi tangential, we live in a in a country where you have a great idea, you make money off it. But long gone are the times of people being able to go out and develop something for the betterment of somebody else and that be the payment. And I think that's that's pretty admirable for sure. I can't stop. <laughs> and what's what's make what's continuing that drive? Special interests. <laughs> I I was gonna ask that because I feel like so I will try to speak to certain things and talk about special interests. Not always have the language for it with people. And a lot of people will end up having that concept of like, oh, it's kind of just like everyone else where you, you become passionate about something, you go and do that thing. And it's kind of like, well, no, because it's, and I don't want to call it obsessive because that's the wrong language. It's the, like, it's a fixation and you process the world through that fixation. Yes. And, and also just quickly mm -hmm. to clarify as well, when you're talking about this special interest as... I, I I'm finally in the minority of this now. Like, I'm the one person that doesn't have autism here. Um, but for those who aren't in the autism space, like you're you're defining special interest as in sort of this is your idiosyncratic thing. I or kind of like this is your superpower in a way. This is your thing. Yes and no. It's my superpower, but also my greatest weakness, because if I'm not careful, it can become obsessive. That's where the yes. that's okay. where the special balance comes in. Learning to manage um, yourself and be kind to yourself, because um, for many of those on the spectrum, we will get so into or fixated on our special interests that things like not sleeping, not eating blacking out from not eating or sleeping those yeah. are very common side effects i used to have yeah. that problem actually until i got married um so yay to my husband being the healthiest relationship i've ever had 
<laughs> can you go into more detail on how that helped? Well, um, it's funny. Uh, I had a mystery uh, illness that no one could find figure out. Um, it was eating. Without meaning okay. to, I would get so excited about my projects, volunteering. I would forget to eat. Oh, wow. So um, it wasn't on purpose. It was just a sincere... But it was a reaction. Yes. And that's a, and that's the, that's the other thing I try to like get people to understand. It's like I'm so fixated on... Say, for me, it's, uh, it's temperature. I will forget to take off my sweater in uh, like a hot room. But that's because it's like so much is going on. I'm trying to stay focused. And there isn't that thing in my brain at the same time that's saying, you're hot, take it off. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll always tell you to take it off, Byron. <laughs> take it off, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Um, he, it was such a simple solution. He just started eating with me. And next thing you know, my mystery blacking out stopped. And then it was like, oh, wow. that was the issue. That That's awesome. <laughs> it's one of those things that it's a very unique problem to people on our in our community like to mm -hmm. someone who's not in our position it sounds insane <laughs> like yeah i wouldn't say it sounds insane. well it sounds it's, it's, uh, like you can't comprehend it, it it's like yeah what I, th I think it's the curse of people will go for other psychological aspects of it they'll fr they'll a little bit more quickly go to like eating disorders rather than traits of autism not because they know anything about eating disorders but because they can relate it to something that's something they know a little bit more about even though they absolutely know nothing about eating disorders like it's enough of a relation that they can target and then you're not getting the really the care that you need exactly it, it's one of those things where well, actually, I think many problems right now are because of this common issue. We have so much information that we have now a misinformation issue going on when it comes to social media and the Internet. So people are so overloaded with information that we actually don't know anything. It's just this weird, bizarre, we have the answers in the world in the palm of our hand, but it's missing in a giant... Yeah, like it, it, where to start, where to begin. I think one of the one of the greatest things about just talking to you and learning more about you is that, based off of my conversations with Byron in the past, we've he's kind of told me that there's a societal disconnect that autism or that people with autism don't necessarily have empathy, but your special interest is pure unadulterated empathy it's going out and helping and giving so i'm wondering is there how how are you now balancing out that act of self-care when your passion in life is giving to others well um something i've noticed with uh those on the spectrum in general is that we tend to just be extremes either you extremely are empathetic or you you don't show your empathy because that's emoting a lot and yeah. that's a lot of energy yeah. to be fair 
not not everyone is uh has that much energy to give in life and you know what that's fair life is draining sometimes no one's no one's always entirely aware of i always find like i I will be talking to a neurotypical person who puts so much into being expressive and i'm just like aren't you tired like i'm exhausted yes i am am. (laughs) you can name me it's okay you are actually tamer than half the people i've met in los angeles so don't <laughs> you I need a soundbite oh, of that so I can play it to my entire team, please and thank you. <laughs> but no, it's true. Like to um to us, uh like I just see some people like they're they're so energetic. It's like how much do you have to eat to keep this up? Yeah. Just burn those calories. Well, the, I on the on the flip side, I've I don't know if you've met energetic people who are on the spectrum and it is it's interesting to have listened to them and interpret because they'll interpret the same symptoms of having autism it's not about like being extroverted as much as it is like that's the focus they have in their life the ones i've met i don't know how to explain it their energy is more on almost a nervous energy it's uh and i could um i was actually talking to a lot of my friends today uh because i'm part of a community server for those on the spectrum and we uh talked about how emotions to a lot of us not all of us but a lot of us said it's spiky like the more extreme the emotion almost a tingly spiky feeling is on uh is on our skin and it was funny how um we we all kind of connected to that like huh so this is fascinating <laughs> to me. uh so when you so when you say it's like spiky so when you're feeling like an intense amount of joy you feel like a strange prickly sensation well, kind of thing almost like a tingle uh do you have okay. you ever seen my hero i have not seen my darn hero. it <laughs> i know i i, I it's the, one that's I'm on my list non, too i'm like the non weeb <laughs> Are you talking? I I like my anime goes to like early 2000s. I watched all DBZ. I watched Cowboy Bebop. I was like Toonami then. And then afterwards, I trailed off and got into like superheroes. To be fair, I also got into superheroes. (laughs) But um, my hero is literally just superhero anime. Yes. So I will put. Byron and I will watch it together. That is, that is one that I definitely that want because it really is. Anime is so s- simple in terms of the drawing, and it's so much more about feeling. And so, like, if you ever watch it, it's like it really is just one frame and a bunch of like whooshes and wind and energy and all that stuff. And that that's actually how I've tried to describe like autism. It's like you are completely paralyzed in feeling like the force of the universe and it is this feeling of being so powerful but like not being able to do anything with it you feel a lot it it, it almost feels too much so a lot of my coping for me personally i can't speak for everyone is uh mindfulness and um just learning to keep those feelings down like level just like turning down the volume on them like i feel it and then i let it go 
uh, yeah. But when I yeah. feel it too much, it's like the volume is spiking, and I don't like that. <laughs> I'm curious to know if your re- if your relationship having uh, and having a child has helped you become better at better at that not necessarily out of the necessity of like all right i'm a mom and i have to like straighten up and i have to be there but because it's like you have this unconditional love and there's a lot more safety in in that i could definitely say that motherhood has been the best thing for my mental health ever and i think it's it's a little bit of yes uh, i have this person depending on me i have to push through but at the same time it's like you said it almost is grounding in a way yeah uh like meltdowns used to be a problem but not so much now but at the same time it could have just been that i've been improving every year since i've discovered i was on the spectrum because i was always yeah that for many many years i was just flying blind and then i turned 25 i get diagnosed and it was like okay and it's been uphill from there really like and now that you have the answer it's kind of that key of like oh eureka now i know what to do about it oh yeah because the resources are out there and there's people to talk to and learn from but before that point i i was already making lessons without knowing even what I was doing like I didn't even know I was accidentally making them for autistic people I just thought oh a lesson on why like one of the origins for uh, my social media lesson was I posted oh it was really hard but thanks to my friends I built a computer so thank you guys my friend got after me that is the most depressing way to congratulate yourself for making a computer say I made a computer why would you post why would you post that repost it sound more positive and I was like I'll make a lesson about that (laughs) it's it's all a little bit of a it's kind of a self-edit in a way it's learning how to find like the more appropriate way of just kind of treating yourself of you know your thought it's valid you don't always have to push other people's needs of like okay yeah like they helped me do this they did this and now thank you i have a pc and i built a pc it's like no you want to what i followed these ikea instructions look at this super (laughs) cool thing i made it's flashy it has rgb it's dope as hell and that's that's fun times uh it's something i like has always been difficult for me too though i like it's not that it's not important as much as it's like a more a matter of fact it's like and i did this and i can move on with my day and there's nothing like like special or big about it it's just like i did a thing and now i i can like not focus on that anymore i can move on to the this is the thing to help me get that out of the way so that I can get on to the next thing. I've definitely learned over time. It's a small victories that you actually have to learn to soak yeah. them in. Yeah. That's, that's like a, that's general across the board for every human yeah. being out there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's funny. A lot of these lessons, they're good for everybody. Like I've taught neurotypical students along with my autistic students. It's just, our autistic students are most likely not going to come across that lesson naturally on their own. They kind of need a, mm. a, just a little bit more on the nose. Like, oh, I get it now. When you're teaching neurotypical students alongside autistic students, what is 
that experience because that's another level of complication to how you're approaching these lessons too. What is that experience like to have those reactions and and those students in the same room? Oh, it's brilliant. There's going to be pros and cons to having just autistic students or just neurotypicals. But the good thing about having mixed is you get different perspectives. So the conversations, which are really the meat of any of these lessons, they get to give each other's perspectives on things and it helps them realize my perspective might need to change. Like maybe my perspective is the unhealthy one because that sounds like that makes sense. Like it's uh, the exchange of information is brilliant. And um, to be honest, that's the best way to learn anything is to learn with somebody else and talking it out, if that makes sense. No, it 100% does. 100%. I think it just, it just, it's, it's one of those things that I, it, that made me feel really good. I just needed to soak that in. It's not, it's really nice to hear that there is this intermixing of information. It's not just one side receiving it's both students on both ends being able to say this is what's going on for me oh this is what's going on for me okay we can cross reference like the way i run most of these lessons is that the teacher is really just there to supervise it's just to guide everyone's discussions to make sure that they kind of reach the point that the teacher wants them to get the whole point is for them to talk and realize it themselves. And it's funny because that is the ideal way anyone would learn, but that doesn't happen all the time in school. That that would take a lot of funding. A lot smaller oh, sure. a lot smaller classes. Yeah. Sam, one of the things that we would love to chat with you a little bit more about and dive deeper into is that you told us a while back that you made a super nifty app in which you just donated. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? <laughs> okay, well, um, I have a habit of just grabbing random skills, and I one day had the idea of an app. Uh, the idea was um, people on the spectrum get really attached to things, like, let's say, um, Tamagotchis and Pokemon. And I wanted a, there to be a companion to encourage good behaviors and discourage bad behaviors by um, them entering their daily habits. And if they're doing a harmful behavior, their little character would cry and be like, no, don't do this to me, I'm sad. And if they did good behaviors like self-care or uh, reading a book, etc., um, their little creature would get happy. And then for doctors and teachers, it would keep track on a calendar. I reached my limit to what I could do on my own without any computer training um, with uh, help from a student from a local college. And then I thought, it's just sitting on my computer. Um, let me call this random um, nonprofit that I approve of. And that's when I met uh, my friends from Nonpareil. Uh, they help autistic adults uh, with computer training skills so that they could get uh, jobs at Microsoft, Dell, or um, do computer animation. I donated the app to them so that they could get funding and their students could actually build it. 
<laughs> speechless because it is really am- am- that, amazing. Yeah, I back when I was like, I'm gonna date myself again here. Uh, like back when I was like six and Tamagotchis were coming out, like never in my life did I think of this as like one of those instrumental kind of things that could teach people about. Like, I mean. I like to think that it taught me good habits, but like I didn't think that it was going to be like that kind of a profound thing. But that's such a it's such an interesting take on education. It very much feels like uh, like a more advanced version of what Pokemon was aiming to be. It just evolved. <laughs> <laughs> you donated this uh, just to really deep dive further into your your thoughts and your feelings around like and your generosity was there a point at which you had that kind of conversation with yourself about like i really have a good idea i believe in and it can make money or was that never something you even thought of well and or did just didn't want to think of that well i did try starting my own nonprofit. we actually did we became a nonprofit, um, but uh, my business partner left. I was by myself, to, and to be honest, it was too much for me mentally. Uh, I realized in my goal to save the world, I was really, really damaging myself. Um, and it was actually when I met my husband. I had to kind of, uh, I came at a crossroads. I could either be this kind of starving artist who was trying to make this nonprofit work, or I could become a partner with somebody, uh, somebody else and build a life from that and kind of learn to put that away. But although I realized that it wasn't the best for me to pursue, pursue that route, it didn't mean that the idea had to die and not help anyone. So that's when I got the idea to reach out to Nonpareil because even though I couldn't see myself doing it, Maybe somebody else could. Just round of applause. Oh. <laughs> round of applause. Take a bow. Take a bow. <laughs> I gotta stop clapping. My dog's gonna start barking. <laughs> I feel that. Having the privilege to meet someone like you who really thinks and has this frame of mind unconditionally to be able to, knowing that this idea of creating something doesn't always mean that it has to be in your hands. It can be in somebody else's hands. And that pro- that byproduct comes from the idea of like being nice to yourself, not overwhelming yourself when you want to be able to go and save the world and do so much. It's, it's funny, just something you said that struck me is um, I, I realized that my uh, concept of like being human is a lot it's very unique to me. Um, I always see it as I can't do everything. Passing the torch is not a failing on me. Like never becoming this great star or something, being normal is not a failing. It's just life. Like it's just how it is. Asking for help can sometimes be the biggest superpower that you have. Yeah. Be, uh, Hmm. I don't know why I just got the Pokemon move helping hand stuck in my head, but that's beside the point. Um. <laughs> yes, 
No, it, it's I. There's so many times when I can just talk to myself of having to just ask for assistance. That even for like neurotypical people like myself, like that is a lot for like for me. I had too much pride. I grew up in like families of people just trying to take care of shit themselves, and having to reach out and ask for help was something that I had to learn. I learned much later in life. I can only imagine how tough that is for someone who is more neurodiverse to also learn that. So, like, I give props to you and I give props to Byron. I give props to your husband for helping you figure out that need as well. And, uh, like, just congrats on getting to that point. Well, thank you. Like, I sincerely, like, my life isn't perfect. Like, I could always use, you know... A little more extra cash to buy, you know, that PlayStation 5. But that's side the point. Um, Ditto. <laughs> right? But... <laughs> no comment. That's, that's, if, that's if they're available. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but despite those little things, I'm happy. And um, I, I do think um, just learning all these little kind of tricks of life, it's, uh, it's healthy in the long run. <laughs> Learning to let go, <laughs> or knowing when to let go. Knowing when to tell that stuff. Big out. Big out. We're we're coming we're coming nearly to a close here, and we would all love to know what is your future good. What have you got in store? What are you excited about? What are you, yeah? What are you looking to do and celebrate? Well, I'm making my lessons nice and pretty, and hopefully. Um, all three of us can meet again and um, do something with them. Because I would love to get them we out there. Will. We will do that. Absolutely. We, are we, should do, do that. we should do a Twitch stream of us learning Ooh, from you. That would That's be fun. That's actually a great idea. That sounds fun. Mm. Let's do it. Yes. Absolutely. We, ladies and gentlemen, so that you know, we've asked Sam to uh, do some of her lessons with us and we're figuring out the best way to be able to bring that to you. So please look out for that in uh, the future. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, Sam, thank you so much for being here with us and giving us this lovely evening and teaching us about the good of being good to yourself. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Like, really, I, thank I genuinely, you. I have like a warm feeling in my heart after this conversation. Aww. So thank you. I, I have the tingles. I have the tingles. I got the tingles right here and right here. <laughs> right, in, right in, Not this corner, that corner. That corner. <laughs> that corner. <laughs> and the bespeech smirk. Just... Well, seeing y'all yes. two is always lovely. Oh, well, y'all are sweet. <laughs> My heart. My heart. <laughs> Super good. It was super good. Man, yes. Past I, past us had a really good interview with Sam. Yes, they did. Where the the magic of, of editing and time travel has allowed us to be able to represent that properly. That uh, is how we do that it. That stupid editor joke that doesn't come out quite the way that I was setting it up for. It's okay. Anyways, Mike <laughs> What what did you take away from Sam? What I took away from Sam is that to some people, 
helping others kind of comes naturally and it when it, it kind of comes to being your guiding light and being the thing that you want to do most uh, sort of in this routine people pleaser mentality of like you want to go and you want to help and you want to please others and you want to do things to help others but taking that step back to realize that you're not giving yourself as much time and effort that you need that you're giving to others it was an eye-opening experience for me and i from that i've been trying to work on finding things to really better myself to take time to meditate to take time to just genuinely focus on making myself better and it's been nice it's been really nice so thank you sam for that thank That's you thank you thank awesome you. yeah Thank but you, Byron, Sam, really, what what did you take away? Because this was a big one for you. Yeah, so this was I. This was definitely a personal one for me, especially like since we, I think, f in general, doing this podcast has allowed me a lot more freedom and a lot more expression to be able to speak to my autism in a way that I in in a way that I wasn't really doing before. So kind of talking with her was a bit of a, a climax in that and I have a lot of different thoughts about it but I think the biggest thing that is something that is to me more about just so much gratitude is really just representation maybe you do know maybe you don't know good audience but uh you know autism has always been advertised as a, a boy's condition and it's always been represented with, with colors of blue. And that's never been the reality that I have experienced. I think also not only to mention that w women and girls are disproportionately diagnosed and not just in mental health, but also throughout I, like just gener general regular medical health as well. Um, and I think it's, I don't hear too many stories. I don't get to speak to too many women on the spectrum to hear their experience. And I think for me, it's just given me a lot more to think about in my own experience, how I think about being autistic, the way that it's represented for women, the way that it's also represented for gender non-binary people, because there are, and I've heard so many stories like this, where there are gender non-binary people who came to that conclusion about their identity, specifically because of the way that their brain is wired by from being autistic, which is an incredibly empowering and beautiful thing. And at least I think a lot of my gratitude that I feel is that I often, the world that I live in about being autistic, it's, it's so much more beautiful. It's so much more diverse and big than I think people give it the opportunity to be able to see. So I'm just like, I'm thankful for Sam for coming on and, sharing her story when I know that was already such a big thing and I'm thankful to I'm thankful to my wife who has been through so much development with me like it's still a thing for me that continues to 
develop that I will always be having a conversation with. Mike, I'm thankful to you for letting me have the opportunity to bring someone on and be able to share this with our audience. And I'm thankful to our audience for allowing me to share not only a part of myself, but someone who is doing amazing things in spite of whatever challenges she faces and whatever challenges her students face. Absolutely. And you said it perfectly, dude. She is a fantastic, <laughs> awesome, beautiful Sorry, soul. I'm, like, and... I'm tearing up a bit. I didn't realize how much that would make me cry. <laughs> Man, it's okay. This is the moments that we try to curate. Moments that make you feel genuinely, heartfeltly good. And Sam, yes. we greatly appreciate you. If you want to chat with Sam really a little do. bit more, you can find her on our Discord, uh, the Feel Good Podcast Discord, which you can see a link in the info below to join. And also, too, uh, you can. she's not fully out on social media, but if you want to pay some tribute to the cause that she has helped serve, she donated that program to an organization called Non-Peril, which you can go to at npusa.org. So go check that out. Go yep. support them. Yeah. And you want to know what, Sam? High five. High fives. Yeah. That's, that's my uh, ASMR uh. sound effect that we <laughs> layer on top of that. But everybody, thank you so much for joining us for another fun episode. We're releasing these every two weeks. So like Subscribe on any podcast service that you hear us on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Also, find us on YouTube. Like and subscribe you there. See you us. can see our beautiful faces. You can see how crazy brown my eyes are now with this new camera. I seriously cannot get enough of it. It's really weird. Uh, but find us, like us, subscribe. Is that, is that a little bit of hazel in there? It might be. It literally, I don't know. It's like chocolatey goodness. <laughs> Hell yeah. But anywho, find us, like us, love us, be good, do good, feel good, and we'll catch you all on the flippity flop, flip, flop. Flippity flop, flip, 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 flop. Feel Good Podcast, hosted by Mike Osgood and Byron Filler. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at feelgoodpod, F-I-L-L-G-O-O-D-P-O-D. You can also find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the flip-flop.